Hello and welcome to Sexy Time, where we answer your questions about sex, relationships, and everything sexy in between. Don't forget, you can always send your burning questions by voice or email to sexytimedlove at gmail.com. That's sexytimedlove at gmail.com. And what that means is you can record your voice or if you want to be super anonymous, you can type. And either way, you just attach it to your email and send it away to us. All anonymous questions are welcome as well as everything else. Thank you for hooking up with us today. Now let's cozy up and join our hosts, me, Abby, Burner Girl, right? And BK Johnson, who we like to call Big Kinky Johnson. How are you hey, doing today? Kinky in the house. How are you doing? I know <laughs> they, you might, they, some of us, some of the listeners out there might hear some latent noises because it looks like we're, we're doing this um, as best as we can. We're adjusting on the fly, right? And that's what we do here on Sexy Time. I think that's well, sexy. Well, and today we're talking about images, image, image, images, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I had this amazing teacher way back when her name was Virginia Freeman. She was a dance and movement teacher uh, and she was amazing. She was still working right up until she basically died in her late 70s. Um, and she always said, you know, you have a choice between being on time and being vain. <laughs> Interesting. So whenever one of us would uh oversleep and show up wearing makeup she'd be like you know you have a choice between showing up on time (laughs) and being vain and that really stuck with me and so uh right now as we're uh recording this this podcast right now uh i i have a a wonderful my superintendent for my building is in, is in my apartment right now coming back and forth fixing my radiator um, because it's important to stay warm in the winter we are getting a winter storm this weekend and everything so um you know it's important to be able to have a nice heat when you want it so sometimes that interferes and it might interfere with my image a little bit but you know what you have the choice to show up or be vain sometimes and right now i'm just going to show up Showing up and, and if you hear some out. sounds if we have to pause here and there yeah, know. <laughs> uh, you know things might happen and that's when we just roll with it and rolling with it can be a very sexy thing to do i gotta say yeah i mean Again, that's that's kind of what we do, uh, like over here. But it, it's, it goes with the theme with images. Uh, it's an interesting theme, um, and, and if you didn't know, guys, what we do is we live stream this. We also have uh, we, a podcast, and we put it up on YouTube too. If you want to see the video, um, and that usually comes out a couple days later. But uh, basically, like with the with the image with the image here. Um, oh crap! I lost my point. <laughs> 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 the image was just too overpowering. No, no, no. This is what I was going to say. So on theme days, we actually have, uh, we end the show with busting a myth. And that's going to be really interesting because that's kind of like what you're talking about there with, uh, there's that, there's the, do you want to be vain or do you want to be on time and show up? There's little things we can play with, with, with little, we think of images, you know, the image is most important, but sometimes it's more important to show up and actually be there <laughs> than actually yeah. the image of being vain. And, uh, and then after that, we have, we have theme days and then we have open Q and A days where we get on a sexy soapbox. So that's what we do. We also, uh, again, if you want to 
see the show live, we're on DLive, so it's DLive.tv forward slash sexy time. And uh, we'll, we'll refer to X tag questions, mature tag questions. We also have a show called Pillow Talk afterwards. So check us so out. So if you want to support our show, if you're enjoying what you're hearing, you can always come join us live at DLive.tv slash sexy time, as the man said. And you can subscribe to us there. And when you do, you become a lover and you get all access to our No Holds Barred amazing pillow talk it is always a good time we get to hang out with each other on video or if you prefer just on audio for yourself um, or you can just sit around and listen if you want we have some good lurkers that always show and we love you guys it is really fun um, it's a really good time and we get into some of the topics that are a little bit too hot for streaming so um we hope you'll join us over there sometime. If you're more of a Twitch lover, you can also follow us on twitch.tv slash sexy time podcast, but you can't yet subscribe to us there. Mm. So really at the moment, do live place to be. Um, I'm grateful to be here with you today. And we've got some really good questions. Let's get right into it. It's a mature time. Okay. We start mature. want to start mature. Yeah, let's start mature. So anybody, mature. you know, around can hear this, not a big deal. Um, this is an interesting question that I have, which is recently I read something about sex and intimacy and have been very curious about what happens with imagery when two people can't see each other in a darkened room. Hmm. I'd like to know, do you think it could be an interesting dating experience to not be able to see the partner that you're dating when you first try meeting them. And that's it. That's the question, right? That's the question. So wait, can you say that the last question part again? I want to make, I would like to know, do you think it would be interesting and or useful to be able to not see somehow the other person that you are meeting for the very first time? The whole date? Is that what I mean? Because yeah. the first thought was like, isn't that just a blind maybe date? Maybe at the but... beginning? I don't know. It's not. Yeah, it's right. Not, it uh... sounds like a semi-blind date maybe, or is it a whole super blind date Well, when thing? you say blind date, we're referring to not knowing who, like what the person's going to look like necessarily, mm-hmm. just like meeting them. You don't know them. Um, but that doesn't mean that the date itself is blind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this person is proposing the possibility of doing a a blind taste test, as it were, getting to know somebody without getting to without see them. Without seeing at first. them at the, as they're doing it. It's almost like, is it cool to date someone through a podcast? Because that's basically, you know, if you're only listening to the podcast, you can't see them, but you can only hear them because that would be the date, right? They can't see. Well, anything. ladies, I'm sorry to say BK is taken. I'm sorry. But, you know, <laughs> my wife is pretty good with looky no touchy. Maybe talky no touchy is OK. You know? <laughs> I don't know. But but so I was thinking about this because I've heard of like different types of uh, maybe like a, a type of. I'm not. I was. I'm. I'm trying to phrase it just to make sure it's not too X tag. But we talk about sex and relationships here, like a se- <laughs> like a sex party where no. You know, I've heard of sex parties where no one can see anything. It's in the dark the whole time. So. Oh, you I, have. I've never heard of that. You never heard of that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No. So so like I've heard of that. So I'm thinking that this is kind of like that, except for dating, which is an interesting way where they use the lack of visualization. They use the lack of visualization to. Um, like you know enhance something right and this is yeah. the same thing with this you can use the lack of visualization 
to enhance getting to know the other person without letting any visuals get in the way. So I, I think the theory is sound. They're using it for sex. It would make sense that it would use for relationships. The difficulty is how you're going to pull it off. I mean, like, uh, are you really gonna? So they they know each other already, right? They're they're just saying the date. They've the... not. They have not said this is not about a. This is this seems to be a theoretical question. This yeah. Is okay, not okay. About okay. specific couple. But you could no. do it that way, where you've actually known each other. You could even do it like you've done a date before, almost, and say, "I want to try da a date where we actually make it so we don't see each other and see if there's any difference." You know, that that's actually almost an interesting game to play. Um, it's almost like a long distance relationship too. Take it from someone who's been in a long distance relationship, three thousand miles to Japan. Like there's a lot of phone calls that we were dating on that, and a lot of we talked about it before, where you know you can't really get intimate physically so you have to do it through the phone pretty much so that kind of makes sense for couples as well so i could i could see that working it's going to be hard to pull off but i don't see any negative side effects um i think yeah the, the only, there's no fear there i mean you could always say like oh no i might not like it i might find out i really don't like them i only like them for their body or something or like their physicality but i don't think that's uh I mean, you want to know about that before, as soon as possible anyway. If that's what you're doing anyway, like, you kind of want to know that as soon as possible anyway. I don't think it's really a negative side. What about you? Well, I really like uh, the way that you kind of turned this question on its head and uh, are talking about, like, people who already know each other, which this this uh, questioner was not. But uh, I'll start with that because um, it's really interesting. We do have five senses, you know? Mm. Um, and so when you're able to quiet your visual sense and really be able to focus in on other things having a date where you're i think that there are restaurants that do this where you're like blindfolded or something um because the the sense of if you can have dinner or like a dessert while you're doing this like just really getting into the sense of eating um, getting in the sense of kissing, really being able to like touch and feel and listen and hear and lock into the sound of your partner's voice, like that can be a very sexy time for sure. I agree with you 100%. Um, the other thing is, I actually, there, I've actually had two experiences that not my one myself and one not myself. Um, where this has happened and and it's not it's true it's not easy to set up I'm not sure um, how this person happened. is considering it just setting actually up. happened wow well I guess you could if you're gonna do a first date with somebody you could invite them to come over and say hey I really want to do this experiment with you would you be willing um, let's meet at such and such a place with bring really dark sunglasses oh, or awesome. like you could yeah, provide really dark sunglasses Sexy or something spies. so that they can barely see when they show up, right? Mm. Um, I, I think that could be very fun. But the way I've seen it done before, uh, there was a reality show actually about this quite some time ago. I can't remember what it was called, um, where they they had for the whole date, like no one could see each other. They were in a completely darkened room. And that's how they got to know each other. Um, and the benefit of that was that then you're you're able to get past whatever hang-ups you may have about appearance, whatever hang-ups you may have about an image, and get to know the person on a basic pheromone level, mm. on a basic um, human level, you know, where you get to know the person, you get to know, do you like the way they smell? Do you like the way they feel near you? Do you like their voice? Do you like what they have to say? 
right? That's really cool. So uh, yes, I was I was actually at a week long retreat where one of the offerings was literally blind dating. Um, it was a retreat about consciousness. And so it was funny that this was offered and it was one of the most experience, like interesting experiences I've ever done because we didn't really know everybody at this retreat. And so you couldn't guess who the person was that you were talking to by just the sound of their voice. Right. And so the uh, yeah. minute you show up to this space, they blindfold you. And there were a couple of volunteers and they would lead you around the room and they would pair you with like, you'd walk around until you basically bumped into somebody and they would guide you if you were oh, bumping into wild. the same people. Right. And then you would sit down together back to back um, or front to front, depending on the specific uh, hmm. exercise they were going to give you. They gave you instructions on how to sit down. And then you would either, it was like, tell the other person what your, superhero strength is was one of the prompts another one was massage the other person's forearm and tell them what you feel um there were a whole bunch of different prompts but you would sit down with a person for just a few minutes with just a few prompts and at the end of it then you would that's when you would sit back to back after you were done you would turn around sit back to back and if you really liked the connection you take you off would the hold blind? your hand oh, out like wait, that wait. okay and what? if you didn't like the connection you would do this oh whoa wait how can you tell what it is like they it... you can't they can so the uh, the volunteers would write down whenever there was a match and at the end of the oh, blind dating experiment wow. you could they would tell everybody who all their matches amazing. were and it wasn't it wasn't the end of the retreat yet so that gave you the opportunity to connect with this people this is so awesome to this is so it was intricate. super cool and yeah. i actually would love to lead this sometime oh um, man that's amazing yeah, it was a really, really cool experience. One of my friends was leading it, which is how I ended up there. Uh, and it was a really sexy time, I have to say, because I ended up actually matching with a couple of women that I probably wouldn't have matched with otherwise, nice. right? Um, and I matched with a bunch of men who I might not have given the time of day. And I will say, um, not everyone I ended up connecting with was actually a match, mm -hmm. uh, but most of them definitely had something interesting to learn about. And there were a couple of really solid matches um, in that group. So, uh, you know, it was a fun time, highly recommend it. So to the listener mm -hmm. who's asking this question, I gotta say like, if there's a way for you to set this up, maybe bring some really dark spectacles, uh, invite your partner, make sure they know what they're getting into. <laughs> So you're saying for all you comic book fans out there, we all need to be sexual daredevils. Why you know, not? Do you know Daredevil? Try get out of your comfort zone. It could be a fun thing. To you know try. the character Daredevil, blind superhero. You, you you said superhero powers. I was like, that was perfect. And and I love how you did the 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 five senses. You know, it also reminded me like one of my first jobs was working at a at on the phone for for a video game company. And uh, one of the exercises is we'd actually have some like sort of thing to set up and they wanted people to get better at communicating and also visualizing, you know, uh, through the communicating as well without seeing it. So we'd go back to back and we have a certain thing set up like we have the same parts and then there would be the, the, te the, the teacher would actually set it up at a certain configuration and you had to describe you know in a certain amount of time or in certain like in simple phrase like one sentence at a time you had to try to make them describe it to them so they'd set up the same thing 
and you'd have to work on communication. So there's a lot of different exercises that work on that. And we always talk about how important communication and understanding is. So little things like that, you'd really have to focus on how they're communicating, not just from the body language or the visual, like the visual cues. Well, and I really think it also like prompts you to be more open-minded. Mm-hmm. Mm. Interesting. I think it shuts off some of, some of the automatic judgments that we have um, and really just prompts you to really hear what the person has to say with curiosity because it's all you've got. You can't be distracted by anything else. And I love you mentioned the five senses too because we talked about that with like, mm-hmm. like role-playing or like not role-playing only but also things like when you're trying to introduce something new or, or, or you know reinvigorate a relationship or or something in the bedroom it's always like try to try to uh like focus on one sense at a time almost right and say okay yes. is there something with smell i can do is there something i can do with taste is there something i can do with you know here listening and or all visual? you listeners you could really get into the sound of the mechanic i have in the other room <laughs> <laughs> i know it's great oh uh, that was a great question oh do you oh so um, i have another one that's still a um, mature tag so this one pretty straightforward um basically here's the question how can I get to the point of being confident and comfortable to send a nude picture? Oh. I'm also a little bit curious. I'm also a little bit fearful that it might ruin something in my future. Um, what are your thoughts on both of those aspects? Trying to get some confidence so I can do that for the first time, and what what and also even if I do get the confidence, I'm actually paraphrasing that. I said, what kind of confidence to get for the first time? What they're really saying is also. Is there any fears that, you know, that I might be rooting something in my future? Is there something like that? So that's the two questions. But uh, what do you think of those two? Well, yeah. Okay. So this is definitely a two-step question. Mm. One is getting the confidence to pose nude, take a picture and send it to someone. And the other one is, will this ruin my future? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, and those are really big questions. Um, first of all, in terms of confidence, I actually, uh, in a way, I can answer both parts with one answer. And that is, I think it's really important for you to have confidence in the person to whom you are sending this, p- mm. this picture, first and foremost. Of course, you want to have confidence in yourself to be able to take a sexy photo, right? But... I think the real confidence here is how much do you trust the person that you're sending this photo to? Isn't that amazing? Usually it's the exact opposite. We're talking about having the loving yourself and having self-confidence yourself. But when it becomes with the image, with the visual, like this theme, it's really important. We always used to say, you know, don't send dick pics or images like that without consent. It's very important. That's true. When you get that far to, to make sure that it's very consensual and that you're comfortable with the person. Yep. Well, and you know, now with with a lot of these dating apps, there are um, private photos that you can choose to share with other people. And some people choose to get very, um, we'll just say X-rated with these photos, um, some down to doing sexual acts. Um, and I, I just want to caution on that mm. in particular, if you're, because if it's a dating app, most likely when you allow somebody to see those private photos, you don't really know them yet. You don't really trust them yet. And there's a thing called screenshots and there's a thing called, <laughs> yeah. um, I want to say bribery, but what's blackmailing. blackmailing. Um, yeah. 
and it's real. And uh, as somebody who has been stalked in the past uh, a couple of times, I once had a stalker years ago who found a way to get in touch with my parents. Oh, wow. And my boyfriend at the time and messaged them. Now he didn't have any photos of me, thank God. We were not actually intimate. But in this age, you know, God forbid you've got somebody who screenshots a dirty act that you sent them and then send it to your mom. Like, wow. be aware that this is something that can happen. So not to scare everybody away from flirting with sexy videos, because I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. um, I would like to you see a world good job in which it. it's so normalized well thank you <laughs> i would scared. like to see a world in which it's so normalized that everybody is sending photos and if if a senator's dick pic gets out it's like well who cares like you know i would love for that to happen so that we can't blackmail anybody mm. no matter who they are that yeah. would be very nice um so i don't want to dissuade anybody from sending pictures in fact i would prefer that the whole world were sending them and nobody cared anymore um the fear of judgment more than anything yeah that's right that's right but honestly first of all i would say in terms of the competence find yourself a an outfit that makes you feel very comfortable, an outfit that makes you feel very sexy on a day where you feel very sexy. Do you feel like you look your best in the morning? Or do you feel like you look your best at night? Choose that time to take a nice, sexy, well-lit, uh, unlike myself today, I'm doing my best, uh, in a different room, but well-lit. You lit, still look sexy, well don't worry. Oh, thank you. I'm wearing my semi-naked sweater. It's not really. But it, it works that way, you know, <laughs> it worked. You still look sexy. Thank you. Um, so, you know, it's it's one of those things. Set yourself up for success. Take a nice photo. Look at them again. Set aside your judge because you're not the one who has to think it's sexy. It's the other person. But of course, you want to feel sexy when you're sending it. So, you know, don't pick apart like oh my god this one eyelash is out of place but like really look and if you've got say you've taken 30 photos of yourself go back and pick one or two that you think are really perfect and send one of those as far as sending again make sure you trust the person that you're sending it to and if you can send it encrypted so there are some great apps for this um you can send it there's an app called signal which allows you to send disappearing messages and it's encrypted. So is, I believe, Telegram. Um, I don't know if WhatsApp also has that feature, but there are apps that allow you to send disappearing messages where after they open it, they have, you know, maybe a minute or whatever you set up, an hour, it could be as long as you want to look at that message and then um, that message gets deleted. So it's no longer on their phone. Now, that doesn't prevent people from taking screenshots. There may be apps that do prevent people from taking screenshots. So if you really, really, really want security, do a Google search and see if you can search for apps, uh, encrypted apps where screenshots are impossible. Um, I'm sure there is something. And I think it's really important, again, to just make sure you trust the person who's receiving the photo. If you've just met them, don't do it. And unfortunately, I've heard this story from people who've been in relationships for months that after it ends, somebody gets revenge by sending one of these photos yep. out. So, 
you know, just do your best, uh, look your best, be proud of what you're sending so that if it does get out there, ask yourself that question before you send it. If it does get out there, am I happy with the way I look? Uh, do I care if this ends up with my mother? And if your answer is yes, oh my God, that would ruin my life. I'm going to say, don't send the photo. Yeah, it might not be worth it. Yeah. If that's but if you're like, mistakes. you know what? Go ahead, blackmail me because I'm not sending you a thousand dollars to to keep this photo to yourself. And make sure you look, you make me look good when you send that photo out, will ya? You know, if you can be casual and like happy about it and and let go of that fear, go ahead and send it. If you're really, really worried and really, really concerned that this could ruin your life, do not do it, senators. I'm sorry, now might not be the time yet. Um, but I hope that someday there will be a time when we can all send dick pics and any other pics you want without fear of reprisal. Well, you just you just gave a great positive spin on, on the, the OnlyFans uh, craze where it's like, you know, there's more and more people out there where there's stuff out there. You know what I mean? And oh, yeah. um, and, and again, if you can, if, if it's something that you feel it's not going to ruin your life by getting out there because I would assume that if you're going and putting stuff on OnlyFans, that I would hope that you asked yourself that question. Um, but I mean, like, or the, you've masked yourself very thoroughly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, I, I mean, I, I think you answered that great. I mean, I, I, I'd also back up Signal. I know that that was, I have a lot of uh, friends who are very careful with their, you know, get, making sure things are encrypted, making sure things that are also, that is very, you know, private as possible. Um, I would actually, from what I hear, I don't think WhatsApp would be as, but I'm not sure really again, but I know from the and people And do your research because those companies also get purchased by other companies and lately people have been mm -hmm. talking about them. Um, BK, I'm going to mute myself for one second and okay. disappear. Uh, you go ahead and, and vamp. So yeah, I mean, definitely with Signal, um, I, I also think, but to be honest, like the, the way, the main point that I would definitely back up what Abby was talking about is make sure that you trust that person um, and and I know sometimes even that can backfire which is also why it's a little bit of a de delicate balance you want to make sure you trust that that's something you want to do with that risk again if it's that high stakes don't I would recommend it might not be worth it uh, I recommend not doing it but again the, the trust with the person because even though you put all that defense you put in you try to find the most encrypted application you try to make sure it can't be screenshot as best as you can there's always ways around it and there's always things that can change so again the most important thing is knowing i mean knowing your audience um works for pretty much anything that you're going to put into uh public or for you know, open to the public a little bit you know, it won't be open to the public when by when you first send it. But again, that's why that's where that fear comes from. Where once it's out of your hands, it might be in the public. So, again, uh, that's basically. I, I don't think I could. I, she answered it very well. Uh, as far as coming, getting over the confidence, because it's interesting. The two prong question. The second part of the question. Yeah, part of the reason you're not confident is probably because of that fear of it ruining your life or having detrimental things down the future and that is why it's first and foremost important one to live with the consequences if it does accidentally get out because you can't control how people change or how relationships change two uh, make sure again that you trust that person as much as you can after that for for yourself it is uh there's it's again two-pronged again um 
first, what do you, what, what Abby said, what makes you feel sexy? Second part is, um, is there something that can give you some confidence? It sounds a little bit counterintuitive, but even like confidence outside of the stuff that, that yourself, because we're all, we're our harshest critics. So for example, if I knew that my wife was really into my shoulders, I would make sure the picture accentuated that. And then, and then I would also have, you know, the other parts that I might be scared of sending. But if there's something that they prefer, that's where I think that knowing your partner is very important for that. Outside of that, again, you want to make sure that you're very confident in what you're sending. But again, you can kind of eliminate some of those fears about that if you know that your partner's really into that. So for example, if I was really into like, I, or if my wife knew that I was a really big breast man or a leg man, she might make sure that she accentuates that. And it, and it and from her point of view, it'd probably alleviate some of the pressure of like, oh, maybe I don't like that. But again, we're our own harshest, we're our own harshest judge. So um, that's another way to do it outside of just, uh, you know, trusting the partner, which is again, number one. You're still muted. You're still muted. I said, I like that. Focus on their desires. That's nice, PK. Yeah. I'm so glad that I muted myself for that lovely exchange <laughs> with my Spanish speaking superintendent. Oh. Although I will say, sorry, Twitter. I hope you enjoyed that because they came with me on the journey. So they hold. Oh, yeah. Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They heard my whole conversation with my super, but that's okay. Um, Oh. I, I now have a heater, which is very, oh, yay. very important. It's good to keep it hot, you know? Important not to freeze. I mean, you can't take sexy nude pictures when you're freezing cold. It's I mean, actually, you can. You know, For some parts, it'll be okay, but like, I mean, I'm just going to say, it'll be hard sometimes to... when it gets a titty bit nipply, it's kind of nice in there. <laughs> yeah, I know. That can help, but uh, it's. It's not good if you're shivering the whole time. Oh, yeah. You Maybe can't, for men. You can't sit I hear still. shrinkage is a thing. Oh yeah, I mean that is true. Like when it's cold, it's naturally will get closer to the body because it's it's getting closer for the body heat. That's where the shrinkage comes from. Is so that, smart. So like the so smart. the the thing pulls back. Everything pulls back closer to the body because it needs heat from that. But when it's warm, it goes out. Um, it's interesting. Yes, that's where shrinkage amazing, comes from. Amazing, amazing. How are we doing? Do we need one or two more questions from two me? Two more. Two more. Great. Uh, I have two more questions. Do you want Do you want one or two from me? Is my question. Shall we switch to an X tag? I think we've done too mature. We can if you'd like. Yes. Yes. And, and for those of you I listening, again, the reason we talk about X tag and mature tag is because we do live stream these. Um, and on DLive, where we get our subs, there's a mature tag, which is the you know basic inf you know for for mature audiences. Then there's an X tag where we get a little bit closer to sexual conversations and so that's what we're going to do the important thing about that is if you've got any 18 or older or younger excuse me any anybody younger than 18 bouncing mm. around your home right now listening to this podcast please put on some headphones or pause it until you're able to listen to it that's really what matters when we say x tag so we're going x and this is not me but i become aroused when my sexual partners make fun of my appearance oh but i, like I have extremely low self-esteem mm. i've become used to grading degrading my own appearance i tirelessly point out every single flaw i have even planned out future plastic surgeries mm. to rectify them so 
I'm under constant scrutiny and it has awakened something inside of me. Um, now at this point, I really only become aroused when a man insults me or in my mind is honest with me about my looks. Oh, wow. When a man compliments me, I believe it's disingenuous and I get extremely uncomfortable. I believe that they're only saying that because they want to have sex. Especially when none of these men have any romantic interest in me. <clears throat> anyway, it's been a big inhibitor for me. I am constantly struggling to enjoy sexual experiences thoroughly or take compliments. I'm kind of afraid for someone to be honest with me or call me ugly or talk about my small breasts. Wow. Um, but at the same time, it also turns me on. I'm not a pretty picture. I just want to take what I can get and have an enjoyable sex life. What can I do? Mm. Wow. I mean, we've said it before. It's like, uh, in order for someone to love you, you have to love yourself first. And that's why it's like, it sounds like they, they're looking for reasons not to love themselves. And so when that happens, the connection has reversed. It's just connected with anything like that. Is, did she say how old she was? No, there's no age on here. Okay. Okay. Um, but she is, she does seem to be, um, straight, straight female, um, interested yeah. in men. And only went aroused in a man. So that it was interesting where only when she, it was all matched on her mind too. Cause it was interesting the way she phrased like in my mind there, if, if they, what they say is matching with what I believe about myself in my mind, then I think they're being honest outside of that. So again, it's interesting. There's the lot, she even called herself on it. She's like, I can't trust anybody because she only trusts anything that she believes about herself and the way she was phrasing that question. If, if they're, what they're saying matches about my negativity about in my mind about myself, then I can believe them. But if they compliment me, I get uncomfortable because I can't believe them. And I think they're, you know, lying to me. So there's no trust with that because, so it's, it's a weird back and forth between she doesn't trust that, but she, she'll trust her own judgment of herself is what she's doing. She's trusting right. the judge of herself. And that's where that's coming from, which is why, again, if you can't love yourself, there's no way you can have someone love you too because that's why it's, it's reversed the flow there where she's turned on by that. Now again, sometimes, I mean like it's in the beginning, I thought it was almost like, a, it sounded like a comedian's type of thing, right? Like where a lot of comedy is that way, where they don't have that confidence and they get, they get past that through making those insults. Like how did she, the, the first sentence was really interesting. Can you reread the first sentence of the question? Cause I, it, it was a, uh, a while back but i thought it was really telling where it reminded me of comedians what did she say in the beginning i become aroused when sexual partners make fun of my appearance so appearance make fun of my appearance. but i have extremely low self-esteem okay so make fun of my appearance again and then she's it's interesting where that's what i mean it sounds like the comedian where it's trying to get by with making fun of it where it's if you look at it long enough it you know, and if you keep, if it's only, if it's kind of the point where she only gets turned by that, is it really making fun of the parents? Or she, again, that's why I made the joke while you were talking, where it's like, well, she also she, said insulting at one point. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, she likes it rough, where it's like, yeah, it's like that because, yeah. Um, oh, man. This is, 
again, it, it, and it sounds it, because she's asking, because again, some people can, there, some people like that. And then they like going, they don't, they just don't stray as far as she gone. Right. Like where some people prefer those things that way in the, that sense, but they don't go as far as she's going. It sounds like she's going as far as possible. And the reason why I'm saying that is that she's asking a question because she, it sounds, if she's asking the question, it sounds like she doesn't want to go this far with it. And that's why I think she wants to get the balance back a little bit where she does love herself and she wants to be turned on by actual positive things instead of yeah, just Yeah, she's concerned that it's making things worse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I mean, there's not, there's not much to say other than it's, it's working on yourself, right? Like, it's, it's basically like therapy, uh, counseling, trying to figure out how you can love yourself to, to bring balance. Because again, you don't have to go full one way or the other. You don't have to go full like, I only get turned on when people treat me like crap or say bad things about me. You can always... You can still get turned by on by that sometimes because that that can be normal in some situations, but then you, you want to have that balance so you don't go off the the deep end on one side or the other. So you don't want to go all the way to the opposite either, where it's like you know, um, then you become a little bit you know it's unbalanced and unnatural too. But I think that's that's what she needs to do is focus a lot on loving herself and accepting herself because it's coming from within and it she's she's looking at things outside of herself to try to fix it like right like i'm looking for when they say nice things i don't trust them when they say bad things i'm getting turned on but she's actually focusing on secretly what they're doing to her right where it's actually she needs to focus on on herself that's what i think anyway um whoever's asking this and it's a, it's a tough position to be in because i know how difficult that can be um but that's why i say seek help outside maybe professional help because that's a that's a doozy that's what I think. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you 100%. I would second everything you said, especially therapy. Um, but also, I'm really curious what this person is consuming. Mm -hmm. uh, in term, Not in terms of food, in terms of media. Um, because it's true. Generally speaking, most mass media has a specific image of what is pretty. Um, but you know that's prescribed, right? Uh, mm -hmm. It's not actual reality. And so I would encourage you to maybe take a, take a little trip down the rabbit hole of finding what media you can find that is body positive, that uh, does not follow conditional rules about what is sexy and what isn't. Maybe watch some porn where some of the women are not yeah. what you would normally expect. Maybe where some of the women look like you. Because I guarantee you can find porn out there where women have small breasts or look the way that you believe that you look. Think about, for example, the show Girls. Now, there are some very traditionally, we'll say traditionally attractive women and men on that show. But there are also a couple of characters, one including the, the lead character, 
who, you know, when the first, when the show first came out, it was shocking because apparently Leon, Lena Dunham is not traditionally mm -hmm. attractive. Now, I personally think she's very beautiful and a lot of the characters on the show also find her very beautiful, but she's got a different look. I'd do her. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, she's also very talented and that's also super sexy, right? If I wasn't married. Talented writer, talented mm -hmm. actress, like wonderful human, willing to put herself out there like that. Like, uh, I personally find, oh, what's that actor's name um, from Forgetting Sarah Marshall? Jason Siegel. Mm, I mm. find Jason Siegel incredibly sexy. And most people think he's just kind of doughy and, and funny, but like, I think he's so sexy. Is he the guy in the Muppets and, too? The Muppet movie? Is yes. Right? Okay, cool. And one of the things I think that's so sexy about him is that he is just willing to like, let it all out and make like, not make fun of himself, but like just human, you know? Mm -hmm. I think there's nothing sexier than being comfortable in your own body and being a fucking human, you know? And just like, Look, do you pee in front of your partner? Do you poop in front of your partners? Do you admit that you have your period? Do you hide everything? Are you polite? Fine, politeness is definitely a thing and a lot of people have those boundaries, but I actually find it very sexy when you can let down some of those boundaries and just allow yourself to be honestly human with your partners. And I think that's what this person needs a dose of for herself and for her mm. other partners find a way to get comfortable just being human who cares if you look like somebody on the fucking cover of vogue that doesn't that's just the what marketing and society have prescribed to sell us products yep. that is not what real attractiveness looks like so work with a therapist yes but also work on yourself what media are you consuming what are you surrounding with yourself with push your own boundaries on what you think is sexy are you only being attracted to traditionally sexy men or are you putting yourself out there to be able to be with somebody who's maybe obese or has no hair or whatever it is that you don't find sexy? Maybe there's a world in which you can actually get to know some people who are on the other side of the spectrum and realize for yourself, hey, this person actually has some goddamn sex appeal. Because I'll tell you right now, when I pushed myself past my own boundaries to accept people, not force myself, but allowed myself to get to know people for who they really were, I found that some people I would never have thought were sexy were incredibly sexy, incredibly sexy and really turned me on. So I think there's a world in which you can change what turns you on over time through conditioning, through allowing yourself to see that being human can be very sexy. And in the meantime, hey, you know what? No shame. If you've got a kink that's developing around humiliation and you want to give it a try, mm. go find it. Go on to FetLife, see if you can find somebody who's also really inter interested in being like a humiliation dom who can give you that, mm. that massive both like boost of humiliation that maybe you like in private but it sounds like you don't want to lean into that yeah. and so at this point i would recommend therapy or sex therapy a sex therapist might also be able to help you understand your body accept your body 
a sexual and surrogate. After that, you'll find out what sex you. you do. Because again, it might again it can change easily. Yeah, where it's like after you do that, then you'll see that maybe your what sexy do you changes from doing that. And you know, there are various tools and techniques available in the world. I'm not going to go into all of them, but there are a lot of things that you can do either in therapy or with, we'll just say maybe some plant medicines if they're legal near you, <laughs> where you can allow yourself to become more open-minded. And if you're able to do that work in front of a mirror and allow yourself to accept yourself for who you are, I think that could be really life transforming for you. And I just, I highly, highly recommend taking the time to develop yourself as much as you're taking the time to develop your image. A fucking men to everything you said, Abby. It's amazing. I love doing sexy time with you because I always like, oh, I was like, oh, this is beautiful. When you, especially when you went to the mass media with what is, what is pretty or not. Cause I can't recount the number of times I hear different comedians talk about, you know, they're complaining about like, dude, like, you know, I want those curvy ladies, but then they put on the freaking cover of Vogue and all these people like sticks all the time. Like there's, there's half of them like it that way. Half of them don't, you know, sexy is, you know, one man's sexy and another man's not sexy. So it's like. That's exactly right. I went like, to a club once with a woman who had had two children who was still, you know, she, she is clinically obese, but beautiful. And I shouldn't say, but she's clinically obese and beautiful. And we went into this club together and I'm not gonna say who it was, but a very famous actor came up to us mm. and he he was very under the influence, but he came <laughs> up to me and went, your friend is voluptuous. <laughs> and he, boy, did he wanna take her home, but she had a family, so she turned him down. Uh, you know, he wasn't into me at all. He was into her. Mm -hmm. And this is the way the world works, yeah. people. There are people who are into everything. So find your people and stop being with these assholes who insult you if that's what you want. Yeah. Now, if you're enjoying the turn on and you want to seek it out, great. But I, it sounds like you want to get away from it. Yeah, just from the asking the question. So I'm like, well, normally I'd say like, you know, we don't we don't kink shame here. It's like, Not if that's what you get on. But if if you're asking the question, love concern, humiliation in yeah. the bedroom, but have a very healthy view of themselves. You know, it's like, but still. I forgot, we do have like, okay, so we're getting close to see there, we need a quick question because I do forget that we do have myth bust at the end, so that might take a little time. So I was like, we do have time for one, either either quick question or we go straight to myth busting. What do you feel? I have like? an important question that Ooh, I think we should probably answer quickly. Okay, cool. Um, and so what I want to say about this question is, um, this one's just mature tag, so we can go back All to mature right. tag. Excellent. Set that up. All right. And, um, Mature tech, you can guys. Go ahead and unpause everybody who's listening <laughs> for that, or you can, whatever. You do you. We give the warnings, um, yeah, just fair warning. So, this is, a, this is a really important question, um, but I think it's pretty, it's not an easy answer, okay. but I think we can take care of this. Um, I identify as a demi girl. Uh, so for those of you listening who don't know what demi is, demisexual, uh, that just means that they are on the asexual spectrum and they uh, need to take time to get to know people before they're sexually interested in them. And it could be like a week or a year or 10 years. You know, some people who define as demi um, like 
a lot of sex eventually and some just very rarely like sex anyway so she says i identify as a demi girl and go by they she pronouns i don't have gender dysphoria about my body i still dress feminine and present as feminine I don't really want to plan, I don't really plan to change my physical appearance, like getting a sex change or try to look any different than I do now. I just exist. Okay. I'm confused by this question because I think oh. What's the, yeah, I didn't hear this person doesn't say what they were born as, but I'm going to oh, assume okay. that they, they have had a shift. But they don't want to um, change their physical appearance. Yeah, it sounded like that from what they're saying. Yeah, I just exist. My question is, can I identify as trans? Oh, okay. Or does that take away from other trans people? Oh, interesting. Someone told me if I don't experience gender dysphoria, dysphoria or don't want to change how I look, that it's not okay. Are there qualifications you have to meet to qualify to be actually trans? Uh, and if you don't, are you taking away from people who are actually trans? Okay, this is an interesting question because I, I mean, like, I want to say first. Oh, is, that's the whole question, right? Yeah. So this person okay. is exploring non-binary, non-binary mm -hmm. gender identities. Um, like before I answer, I want to make it very clear that I may be completely wrong because I don't, you know, I don't have experience with that transition myself or like really uh, someone as intimate as those questions of like asking those questions. This is an interesting question to try to answer. We are not I, ourselves trans. Yeah, yeah. So right. it's, it's difficult. And I've never had a, 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 a question. You know, I, I haven't had that conversation. I've actually had many conversations with gay friends who don't talk about, but they don't talk about that. They talk about different things with that culture, but not the oh, trans well, culture. Well, we've got to so. we've got to hook you up with some of our trans uh, live streamers. Then. Oh, I've, I've talked to them, but we never talk about this where it's that oh, this good. type of question where I'm like, oh, okay, well that's interesting because to me now. So again, if this is going to speak from lack of experience. So if I say anything that might seem like uncultured or not no i don't know what the heck i'm talking about please i understand that might be very well the case so i just want well, to say what's that what's your before. non non My, uh professional opinion well this? i can i'm trying to relate it to what i can relate in my life and if anyone knows me i'm i've i've read the bible many times and I, I, I'm, I'm getting the vibe of that judgment of trying to put people in like a box. Like a lot of the things that I get attacked for is like people have called me Jewish, people call me Christian, people call me these things. And I'm like, oh, I don't really relate to any of those. I basically believe in God type of thing, but I don't really think I'm like, you know, quote unquote, possibly Christian. It depends on your, it depends on the individual's person of what they think a Christian is or a Jew is or whatever it is, you know, of that religion, you know? So it seems like that where they're listening to a lot of different things of like, oh, you're not a trans unless you do that. You're not a trans unless you believe in that. That's what I got from the vibe of the question that I could relate and to. And what you're saying is you identify as how you identify. Yes. Regardless and, of what other people call you. Yes, regardless if they say, oh, you're a Christian because of this. Oh, you're a Jew because of this. Oh, you're not either of those because you're this, you're this, you're that. Oh, you're, you know, and I've actually had this conversation about religion 
um, in high school where they said, because I, I, I went to Catholic elementary school, and then they were like, are you Catholic? And I'm like, I don't even know. And they're like, okay, I'm going to break down this. Do you believe in this? Do you believe in this? They're like, oh, you're not Catholic. You're closer to Christian. I'm like, oh, whatever you want to believe, whatever. I don't know. But the, again, they're trying to put the, in boxes, and I feel that same way from this question. That's what I felt. So I was saying, for me personally, um, again, from what you're saying, it depends on what you really believe is right for you, and, and, and in general, I think you're doing it at the right way of looking at looking at the different communities, like seeing like the trans community. Ask about. I I keep keep asking with people who have already are already in that community, you know, because it'd be weird for me to just go into a random church and say, oh yeah, I'm Roman Catholic, you know, <laughs> like it, it's just kind of weird. Um, so I, I have to like look into it, ask the questions, right? Like so I think. If you really want to dig down to to the actual answer to the question, you would have to ask a bunch of questions, uh, a bunch of questions to the people in that community who are actually really into that to, to see to kind of figure that out. But since that hasn't been, you know, you have maybe a couple people is what I hear. I, I would say, like from from some an outsider's point of view, like myself, I'm like, oh, I don't think it's that. Pr I, I think it's usually like a. Uh, what is it? A compliment to want to be part of that community. For example, if I wanted to be Roman Catholic, even though I have no idea what that means, I still don't. Like, but like, if I just said, "Hey, I think I might be Roman Catholic," I would hope that the Roman Catholics took that as a compliment instead of me saying, "Instead of like, oh, oh, you're not Roman Catholic. How dare you say that?" It's like, oh, wait, wait, wait. I, I want to be, but I, I mean, I might be misunderstanding some things. Well, some clubs have um, very specific membership qualifications yeah. that you have to meet you know yeah. you have to go through catechism training and all this stuff but in terms of being trans yeah um if i if i can take the mic a little go bit, for it yeah um I'm so interested. there is there is a term called transmedicalism um and let me just read this uh from wikipedia so that i as you all have the official definition transmedicalists believe that individuals who identify as transgender but do not experience gender dysphoria or have no desire to undergo a medical transition okay. um are not genuinely transgender so i don't think that transmedicalism hmm. um is well, we'll go back to uh, we'll go back to your analogy. I don't believe that transmedicalism is the word of God. Um, <laughs> I believe that you know, just like anything else, you get you get extreme groups of people who want to control labels, who want to control various things, and that you go too far on this, you get to you know people like. J.K. Rowling, who believes, unfortunately, that you're only a woman if you menstruate. I mean, what does that mean for people who are postmenopausal? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, and, and and for any trans person, whether they've been reassigned or not, you know, what what does that mean if you say that you're only a woman if you get your period? That's insane. Well, That's insane. You're, not, you're not a woman until you're no. in your teens then, right? Isn't that true? I mean, even Ugh, even when goodness. they're young. That's right. right. And also, you know, then like, God forbid you have a problem and you're not getting your period. Does that make you not a woman? I'm, it's all ridiculous. It's all ridiculous. We need to stop telling people who they are and how they can identify because something like being bisexual, something like being gay, something like being monogamous, something like being poly, something like being trans, these are all identities. And they're all really important personal identities. And if you haven't noticed, 
just like medical disorders. Not that it's a disorder, it's not a disorder. Uh, everything is on a spectrum. And so you have trans people who are genuinely experiencing medical dysphoria, not medical, just body dysphoria to the point that they can't look at themselves in a mirror until they transition or they can't take a shower because it, it just doesn't feel like their body. There are trans people who suffer extreme body dysphoria. And then there are trans people who are very happy with the body that they have, but they just want to change their outfits and they want to change the way they dress and they are who they are and who they identify to be now if you are identifying as a demi girl first of all congratulations you already know what demi is you're very informed about sexual issues you're very informed about yourself and you're very comfortable saying i am different than other people in the world and if what you are feeling is i'm going to dress the way that i am i'm going to be the way that I am. I'm going to to have this body that I was born with and I'm going to identify as a demi girl, but I'm going to go by they and she because I feel I'm a little more gender fluid. I feel I'm a little more gender neutral and I want to call myself trans. Well, then you go ahead and do that and you be proud of that and you stand in the community that accepts that. And I don't disagree with BK at all. Uh, it sounds like the friend that you're talking about is not trans and it sounds like you want to talk to more people who are trans and get their opinions about these things and I think it's really wonderful if you can listen, be a part of that community, you are at least ally plus and I believe it, I believe you're part of the community, even if you're, mm -hmm. you know, uh, not skinny dipping in the deep end, you know? Yep. Um, and I think it's I think it's a wonderful thing that so many more people in our culture I was talking with a friend of mine whose child is trans um, and is in fact transitioning using a different name now, um, wearing men's clothing. Um, you know, it's an interesting thing in this world that we're in. We look at all these kids that are now coming out as trans, and the question is like. Uh, are they coming out as trans because uh, they're more free and it's more accepted to do so? Yes, I believe that's the case. More people are talking about it. It's more of an option. Yes, also. I also believe things like the Me Too movement have sparked a general curiosity in young people about what gender roles they want to wear, what gender roles they want to have as their identity. Do they really feel comfortable being part of this very masochistic culture that we've had, either as a man or a woman? I think a lot of people are deciding to opt out and to say, you know what? No, I don't need Barbie dolls and I don't need uh, matchbox cars. I can be me and I can be gender neutral and I don't have to have your gender assigning birth party and I don't have to have your et cetera, et cetera. I don't need to wear your dress or your suit, you know? And actually this gets into the Mythbuster that I want to talk about too. There's one thing I want to say before we move to Mythbuster. Yeah, though, yeah, because like, Because like, I mean, I think where it gets lost is that we get hooked up on like the, the fight over gender when I think 
But the, the thing that gets both sides angry is the enjoyment of judging each other too much. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it's that judgment of like, of again, the judgment of like, no, I want to judge you as that because that's me judging you instead of just saying, oh, they want, they, you know, they, they actually are, they are like biologically one and then they actually are transitioning to the other. It's like they get hung up on like that judgment instead of just saying, no, both sides usually agree that there's, you know, two main genders. That's why it says demi-girl. It didn't say demi, you know, like it was like there's a girl, boy. We know that scientifically there's two genders, right? So it would be like for that, they get hung up on that instead of, I mean, and they, yeah, you know what I, I mean? Like, say, I will say that we definitely do have gender neutral people and people who are born with both sexes as well. There are people who are born androgynous. There are people, absolutely, we do have. Well, I know a, that, a, but I mean, but, there, but we, but we, but we, well. but we say that because, because there's the combination of those two main ones. It's the chromosomes, the science, you know what I mean? Like that, that's what they talk about. And the, the, the negative part of both of those sides, like I'm again, for both sides, they both relish in the judgment too much of saying, no, I know that there's going to, I need to determine you. Again, I will fully admit that that's true, that there's the androgynous middle. But why would I have to say, I need to make sure that, no, there is no androgynous. No, I wouldn't say that. I'd say, what th there's that enjoyment of judging, I think, is the problem. And again, since I've read the Bible a lot and people always want to judge me as Christian, which again, they, it depends on what you think a Christian is. For most people, they probably would consider me Christian, but some people might not, because um, that happens a lot. But I mean, like, there's a, there's a line in there that's really like it keeps hitting me when with this question of like there's when, when Jesus actually talks about like people being eunuchs. There are people who are born that way. There are people who are choosing to do that way, and there are people who are also are doing that for God's sake. He says that in that way, and I do think he's speaking to this actual issue where it's like all people get hung up on this so much because they want to do the judgment. Just like he says, don't judge unless you want to be judged yourself, you know, very much like that. And again, this, this type of, this type of war that's going on about gender and stuff is really big on that, that it, it lines up perfectly to me with like religious wars. Like again, like the judgment of the, the relishing and judging other people and not looking at the, the thing of like, you know, you know what, how about that's their life. <laughs> How about well, that? Know, there's different people who have that and that's okay. You're so right. And it's so interesting because this is how we're built naturally. Our brains love patterns. They love identifying patterns and they love just being like, I know what this is. And we got to get comfortable as we evolve as people, as we age, as we, as we adult, you know, we've got to get comfortable about the gray matter. It's not all black and white. BK, you can be BK. It doesn't matter, you know, what label we want to apply to your religion. And listener, it doesn't matter mm -hmm. if somebody in the trans medical community says, no, you're not trans because you didn't get assigned or you don't have body dysphoria. You know what? There's a reason that trans medicalism is a specific sect or, or, or group of people or argument because there's another term, right? Nope. For people who, who believe that gender dysphoria is not required to be transgender. Yep. That's apparently called too, too cute. Oh, like I joined them. I'm in Japan. We meaning, love cute things Meaning here. too cute to be cisgender. Thank you, Wikipedia. <laughs> I love that. And so, you know, maybe you're too cute for this argument. Yeah. Let it go yeah. and be you. Because that's what's really important. So, you know what? Like, I think it's fucking awesome. Go be yourself. 
And don't let anybody tell you that that's not okay. We spent the extra time on this question, but it was an important one, so I'm glad we did. Thanks thanks for, for letting me bring that in. I, oh, I thought no. we could do it quickly. I was wrong. <laughs> it's fine. That was a really good question because it was, it was a good curveball because I'm like, wow, I don't feel comfortable answering it confidently, but I'll give you what, I, what I'm thinking because... I, I think it's yeah. important we don't avoid these questions because let's let's admit it like uh, I want our audience to be not only a wider range of audience I want everybody to feel like they can listen I know we've got a couple of trans uh, viewers in our live mm -hmm. stream I know we've got some people who identify as gay we've got some people who identify as um, poly and some who identify as monogamous and probably everywhere all over the spectrum. Yep. And I want to continue to encourage that. And I also want to encourage our users who do fit within the traditional labels to open their minds. I said users, listeners, uh, <laughs> to open their minds to other people and to become more of an ally. So I think it's really important that we continue to answer these questions because let's be honest, in this world, they're not going away and they shouldn't mm -hmm. because we need to be able to accept people for how they are, however they look, however they want to identify, whatever their labels, whatever image they want to put out into the world. That's what we need to accept because we can't assume everybody's going to be like us and boy wouldn't that be a boring world if it were we're very sex positive but also it's like we always talk about harping on like understanding and communication communication and a communication with uh basically voices that are silenced isn't really good communication i'll tell you that like if we're mm -hmm. if there's any voices that feel like completely silenced on that it's just going to tip too much to one balance you know it's like you need all sides of it to have good communication. So again, I'm, I'm glad you said that because it's really important to have a voice for all of those um, people on the sexual spectrum, like you said. Perfect. All right, let's 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 bust a myth. Yeah, so you know, the image for me, what I want to bust about image is this idea that um, your gender, I'm just gonna say your whoever's listening that your gender is um the one that suffers the most because of the image you have to put forth mm. um you know because if you stop and look everybody is projecting something and in this world so many of us are working so hard to fit in or excel and succeed and in order to do that a lot of us end up dressing or putting forth an image in the way that we think society wants us to do that and let's be honest if you're trying to get ahead in business Sometimes this is really important. Mm -hmm. um, how many people made fun of Hillary Clinton for wearing that white suit all the time? I don't remember that. Oh, it was a thing. There were definitely both sides of the camp. A lot of people thought she looked really fierce. And a lot of people thought like, oh, look at her and that she looks so frumpy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, and we're really big on judging people for the way they look. And it's not fair. I hate being a woman going to a club in the winter being expected to wear a mini skirt and freeze my ass off guess what i don't want to do that i really don't want to do that like ever and 
And it's really easy to complain about that and complain about how women are expected to wear makeup and how women are expected to wear tight clothing or like short clothing. But I want to go to a I want to I want to go to a club in a in a miniskirt with you now. Just in the winter it'll be fun you want to go to a club in a, in a miniskirt why not emphasize anyway oh, go right. ahead but yeah go ahead oh, what, 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 what's the bad side jeans and a yeah. button-down shirt oh, yeah, yeah exactly we'll just switch but wait, wait what was well, the bad side like sweating on the dance floor but you know like for <laughs> men men are expected to show up at the office in the fucking summer in a three-piece suit mm-hmm. and that's a lot here gotta be sweltering also it's no fun for the rest of us in the office because the air conditioning <laughs> gets turned up to like uh it, it's insane. I freeze to death in winter or in the summer in the air conditioning. Anyway, I just don't, I don't think I would, I would love a world. And I know it's busting another myth. We don't live in it. I know in order to get ahead in certain industries, I actually went shopping with a boyfriend years ago who was in commercial uh, real estate. And we were looking for shirts for him. And I I showed, I, I was like, oh, what about this one? And I was looking at this like red button down. He's like, are you crazy? I could never show up to work in that. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, the only people who ever show up to work like that are like the brand new interns and then they get mocked and they never do it again. I was like, really? And I pulled out this other like bright blue shirt. And he's like, no, it can't be that bright. It's got to be light, light blue or white. And apparently this is a thing in like banking and certain industries where it's like, I'm sorry. I don't want to be a chameleon. I don't want to fit in. I don't want to look like everybody else. But luckily for me, I've been an opera singer. also, luckily for me, when I do become a flight attendant, I get to work for a company that has a bunch of different uh, uniforms that I can wear, and it doesn't have to be the exact thing that everyone's expecting. Um, I choose that. I choose to be in companies and with businesses where I can express myself a little bit more. And I just want to encourage anybody who runs a business, if you can find a way to allow your employees to be comfortable expressing their physical desires, expressing what they want to look like within certain limits. Of course, you want to keep it professional, but like if you can allow your employees to express themselves physically, how much more capable do you think they're going to be at being able to relax and express themselves in an innovative way, in a creative and exploratory way that actually helps your business thrive? You want people, if you're familiar with Adam Grant's work, you want people who are able to express themselves in any climate to be able to say, hey, I actually think this is a great idea, or I think we could improve this here. And if they're afraid to do that, that's not good for your business. So I just want to encourage everybody around, take those baby steps to try to just express yourself a little bit more. I had another partner who was working in a place where he could not express himself and he started doing it in little ways. He started with socks and then with ties and he just started in, in, impressing his view of what he wanted to be, cool shoes into the workplace and little by little, he got to express his ideas more and more and more. 
And that person has now been promoted at one of the most, most buttoned up massive banking industries in the United States and New York, where the financial district thrives. He, that man has been promoted and his ideas are being respected and he's getting the respect that he deserves. And it all started with some crazy socks. <laughs> so find a way to start inserting a little bit of your personality into what you really want in the world. And I can't wait to see what happens with our world when more of us do that. Mm. I love it. I mean, like when you're talking about the companies too, I remember when I worked, uh, the, there was a one time in my life where I dyed my hair bright red and spiked it up. Mm. And it was because I was working on the phone. <laughs> and I was thinking I was doing it for a band I was in because I was a, a lead singer of a, of a high school rock band so like basically I said I'm going to do this because I want to be the front man with that hair but now is the time to do it because my job is not actually visible you know what I mean like I can do this for my band because right now it's my job that I can do that but if I had another job I, I wouldn't be able to do this I'd have to like you know so because of the visual aspect of it, but I, I like how you're saying like, you know, encouraging companies. And I did have a funny story where um, my, my former boss came into a meeting like I, I, I had switched bosses at before I dyed my hair red. But my former boss came into a meeting, was like having to talk to somebody else but and shut the door, but then came right back in and said, hey. Brian, nice hair. <laughs> and then shut the door again <laughs> when I had the red hair. And it was hilarious. Everybody was just cracking up at the meeting because it was like, yeah, I can, you know, it was nice. It was nice that the, you know, it would be odd for them to, to try to say, you can't do that here because it was on the phone. But uh, um, I, it would be awesome to have businesses that encourages you to, you know, love yourself with how you want to present yourself visibly, or at least give you some options. Like you said, if there's multiple uniforms and make it your own or add a little flair to the uniform and they allow that, that's awesome. So yeah, I love that. If they don't let you have wild colored hair, what can you do with your nails? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> expressing yourself that way. Well, I love that. How also you broke down the male versus female there. I was always thinking when I, when I was thinking of a myth to bust for visual, um, I was thinking, you know, how they always look at, it's basically like putting the looks on a pedestal is what I was looking at, you know, like, and like, um, I loved how you're, the questions we're talking about before, where you said, uh, when you had those practices and you said, I, I got, I found the sexiness in people when we didn't see each other that normally mm. I would think they would never be sexy. And that's kind of breaking down that myth of like that. Cause I can't count the number of movies where it's like, you know, um, we always make fun of it in movies too, but even in movies, they say, you know, like, oh, the, the you know, they'll never like me because of that, or it's the, it's the looks and right. stuff like that. And it's like, it's always interesting. I, one of my favorite books is uh, called Name of the Wind by Patrick Rothfuss. And it's about a story. Mm. Have you ever heard of that? I've heard of that author. I don't know if it was from you or some, someone else. But. Yeah. So like, it's a story about a guy who was like, you know, he was like a really like, he's pretty much like a hero legendary guy but he's kind of in hiding and he he's trying to make it so no one can find him right so imagine it's it's almost like imagine one of the biggest you know badass warriors but he doesn't want to be found anymore because he got such a reputation and now he's basically pretending to be just a, a an innkeeper a, a barkeep innkeeper you know out in the woods somewhere you know out in a, a village a small village right and Oddly enough, he has red hair, so they kind of are like, "Oh, wait a second! This guy looks like the legendary warrior with red hair." So it's kind of the oh, visual. Funny. The visual is giving him away a bit, but he's always playing the part. And even people who accuse him of being that person, he'll play and say, "No, that's not me," and like pretend to be clumsy and stuff, right? And 
but he has a he has an apprentice who's teaching on the side and someone finally does notice who he is and what happens is he goes on this long story of how how important like everyone's wearing masks and we don't know it and the mask mm. is what we believe about ourselves and the longer we believe in that mask that we've created for ourselves and he's he tells the story of like there's a, there's so many stories where you, uh, he, and it's funny because he's supposed to be like this kind of like a demon or angel type character or like a, a some spiritual character and he says like you know, you, you humans don't understand this, that, that you, you you do these masks, but you don't understand the power of it because there's so many women who, who like, that I've seen that they, 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 they aren't, you know, people are like all, it, she does, no one thinks she's beautiful because of her own mask that she's made for herself. But if, as soon as she finds the right people or persons that convince her that she's beautiful or she believes it herself on her own, over time, that mask that she built in her mind she has and then you look at her she had become beautiful because of that thing that's inside her that belief mm -hmm. and it was a really beautiful story because it happened in reverse for that guy he said i'm trying to create the image of the mask that i'm not this great warrior or this great legendary person and he had become that he, he loses his powers and he can't do much anymore because of that belief in himself and that's where i break try to break down the, the looks of visual like there where it's like it only goes so far for me again looks are important you can't deny that truth um that it can you know it, i think they're important in the short term and in the long term that's what that guy's talking about in that story the long term is what you believe and what you build over time and you can become beautiful and and sexy to certain you know preferences or whatever over time in the short term the, the looks will work, but in the long term, it works in time too, by the way, which is why I think creation and reality is beautiful, where looks never last. We always say that, you know, like the looks mm. aren't going to be there forever. Over a long period of time, the looks don't matter. It actually works in the other way, in that, in real looks as well. Like over a long period of time, the looks don't matter as much in, in, in almost everything, but Isn't in the short period great? of time, it you does. Know I'm so happy that I am already attracted to older men. I mean, I actually, it doesn't bother me in either direction. Like I, I can find rather older men, very sexy. Uh, you know, I actually met a 99 year old once who had this glimmer in his eye and he was so like agile and virile. And I just thought he was really sexy. Nothing happened between us. We're just friends. But I love that I can find old men sexy now in my middle age, because you know what? When I'm old, like it's gonna be real easy for me. I'm not gonna have a problem <laughs> at love, all. I love it. Just enjoying the that part of life. I remember there was this story I, I heard from uh, like about a nurse who was kind of angry at a guy because he he was but he was on his deathbed. And, and and he 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 got a look at the nurse's cleavage and was basically saying how happy he was to see that before he died. But she Aww. got but she got offended by it, and it was like, oh, but that's what you're talking about. Like it's like, but it's beautiful to still enjoy like the beauty of the the visual even at that moment where it's like he's about to go, but he's saying almost uh, in a, in, a, in a, you know maybe he did it in a pervy way, but he's he's basically <laughs> going. You know, he's like, thank you for this one last moment of sexuality that he sees visually. You know. And I remember hearing that story I mean, one time, yeah. and it Sometimes can, too, yeah, you know. it, it can be it can be a little bad, but it was just funny how that's how I heard of the story because they were complaining about it. But it was it's 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 kind of like that where it's like no, I think that's a beautiful thing as long as uh, you know there's consent and consent is key. Yeah, it's all it's all bad. But, but yeah, let's appreciate each other. Let's appreciate everything about ourselves, about everyone else, like. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So what are you beholding today? 
yeah it's important um, over time especially you'll build it up right like uh, a lot of the questions today was like that I'm trying to love yourself it does it's not it, it sounds I mean a lot of our advice is gonna need some therapy or things like that it's the time differential is very important because I think it's important to build that up too. stay focused on those beautiful things that you want in your life and I think uh, over time I think you can get closer to that so even for yourself Ugh, we are so surrounded by beauty in this world we're so lucky I'm 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 very grateful um, to have you as a co-host and doing this with you I love Same sexy here, time. My friend. thank you for the community everyone who's listening again we'll have podcasts um, and live streams so check us out at dlive.tv forward slash sexy time and, and don't on. forget if you want to subscribe mm -hmm. if you want to support us come on over join us as lovers and you can join us after the show just like our live stream can uh in our wonderful fabulous amazing awesome sauce a little bit raunchy hello talk uh, <laughs> that's a lot of descriptors well you know and if you got yeah so come on to d live do that or if you just want to see what we're look at what we look like go to dlive.tv um and go down below in our profile we have replays we also have our replays posted on youtube too so you can check that out twitch is there too gosh, darn sexy. yeah so come on over if you want the visual come on over to dlive.tv forward slash sexy time look at our profile we have our visuals there. big kinky johnson even uh grew his hair for us so you know gotta look good you know it's sexy time some, some good image happening there oh well come next on week over, check us out next we're gonna have q a guys so uh and then also a sexy soapbox so we go back and forth between that but uh anything else you want to say before we finish up this episode abby no thank you so much for being here i've had a really wonderful time and i hope that all of you find some motherfucking beauty in your world today because it is a wonderful world and we are just so lucky to be here and i'm so grateful for all of you thank you for joining us on sexy time we'll see you next time love you guys love you abby you're amazing thank you so much for listening till next time stay sexy stay safe and please don't get caught in public <laughs>